Welcome to the first episode of Ag on Tap. I'm Rusty Halverson. And I'm Sabrina Halverson. And for our episode today, we're talking about bison. Did you know, Rusty, that there are 180,000 bison in the United States on private ranches and farms? You know, Sabrina, that's a number that a lot of folks probably wouldn't be familiar with, but they should be more familiar with the bison industry. And to learn more, we're visiting with Dave Carter. He's the executive director of the National Bison Association. Good afternoon, Dave. It's Rusty. Rusty, good to visit with you. Thanks so much for your time. If we may start off, a recent announcement that bison producers are now eligible for relief under the second round of coronavirus food assistance program payments. And the Bison Association initially contacted Secretary Purdue in late March to uh, just discuss uh, some of the challenges that uh, we're facing the industry. And it seems like one of the challenges that USDA had to get around was trying to pin down exactly what kind of market impacts that your industry has seen from the coronavirus pandemic. It seems like Ag Secretary Sonny Purdue has always been open to helping producers, a friend of agriculture, and finally it seems like they've they've figured it out and uh, they've got your folks included in the program. Yes, that's exactly right, Rusty. It's been a, a kind of an uphill climb for us because we did contact the Secretary in late March to say, hey, we're being impacted, and and we knew that they were putting together some relief. So we tried to to work together to uh, provide them with the information they needed. In fact, North Dakota Ag Commissioner Doug Gehring was extremely helpful in in pulling together uh, folks from the National Association, the North Dakota Bison Association, the Intertribal Buffalo Council, and and we put together some information that we thought made the case, but apparently <clears throat> not enough in, in April because we were not included in May. So we did some surveys with our members and everybody from marketers to the cow-calf producer to provide some additional information and submitted that. And and, uh, and we're frustrated when we, again, were turned down in July. But, you know, they took another look at it. We have some good friends in the Senate that, that contacted USDA and said, you need to, to take a look at this information. And, and it's very helpful because, you know, our business has been uh, severely impacted. Uh, we, we had some challenges last year leading up to this in that uh, we got hit with a larger crop of animals being ready to be processed in 2019 than we'd anticipated. So there was already some downward pressure on, on our prices and our markets, and it was reflected in the in the calf auctions last year where the prices were about 40% lower than they were the previous year. And then when COVID came uh, along, it really tipped us on our ears. And, you know, there's some of the specific challenges that, that we faced as far as our business is that as the bison business grew over the past decade and developed some very profitable markets, nearly every ounce of the higher value cuts of bison meat, the tenderloin, the strips, and the ribeyes went into the restaurants, whereas uh, retailers were putting bison into their meat cases, but it was almost all ground bison. And, you know, when you take away that high value cut, it might only be 9% of the carcass, but it's 25% of the value of the animal. That was just incredibly disruptive in, in March and April when that happened. 
Um, yeah. Along with that is, our, you know, a lot of our smaller producers rely on farmers markets and agritourism, or they might be selling to their local restaurants, and and all of that just shut down. So, you know, our our folks were just really hurting over the last few months with all of this disruption, and um, that assistance is going to be very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned uh, Commissioner Doug and uh, uh, senators and other representatives that helped you on this topic. Also, our friends at the uh, Foreign Agricultural Service, they worked really hard. Uh, News out, I I believe in mid-May, that uh, Mexico has opened its doors to import U.S. produced bison meat into their country. So obviously there are some bright spots on the horizon. There are some bright spots. Uh, Foreign Ag Service worked very hard to, to get Mexico open for us. They're working with us now to try and get <clears throat> Japan, Korea, and Taiwan opened up for bison meat, or I should say reopened for bison meat, because that's been a very frustrating experience for us, is that when, gosh, back in 2003, when the BSE uh, issue arose, those markets, those countries closed their their borders to the import of any red meat from the U.S. Um, and we were included in that, even though we've never had BSC and bison in North America. And then when they reopened their markets, they only reopened it to beef, even though we've never had BSC and bison. And so, you know, for the last more than a decade, we have not been able to go into those markets. And there's a lot of, we get calls from distributors and marketers and, and consumers in those countries who would love to enjoy the, the great taste of, of bison just as we do here in the U.S. And so uh, we're working with Foreign Egg Service right now to try and get those markets opened as well. You know, and you mentioned it, and as a consumer, I've been noticing just myself, when we go out to restaurants, I'm seeing, or it seems like I'm seeing more bison on the menus. Is that the case here in the U.S.? It is. You know, we have grown significantly. And before we hit this rough spot last year, we've had a, a solid decade of, of growth and profitability and stability in, in our business. And that's because more and more people are, are having an opportunity to take a taste of bison. And what we're finding is a lot of times they try it as a novelty, but then they discover not only is it a, a healthy, nutritious meat, and not only does it have a great you know ecological story behind it, it's pretty darn delicious. And when people take that first taste, we find they come back looking for seconds and thirds and that's how our market has grown through over the last decade. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. The first time I had bison was just a few years ago. Rusty and I were dating, and he took me to Mount Rushmore, and I had a bison burger while we were there, and it was delicious. Delicious. So when I see it on the menus now, I do actually order bison because, like yeah. you said, you start off as a, it's a novelty, but then you find out it's it's a great meat. It is. Yep. And, uh and, you know, that's the thing. And, and one of the things that we're optimistic about in the, the long-term growth of our business is coming through this COVID situation, there's a lot of research out there that's showing that the consumers across the country are kind of realigning their their priorities. And, and there's more uh, wanting to know how your food was produced and where was it produced and who grew it and how was it processed. And those are those are questions that when consumers ask them, ask those questions, we're glad to provide them with the answers. And so we see that there's going to be some real continued growth for in demand for our business as, as people want to have those type of products. So talking about research, we do have a new research center that will be opening or is opening in South Dakota. Tell me a little bit about the new Center of Excellence. 
So this has been more than three years in, in the making. Um, it was about four years ago we were in a meeting with USDA and talking about the need to have some more focus on bison research. Everything that we've done over the last 100 years since we started restoring these animals from the brink of extinction has been sort of, you know, hip pocket. One rancher tries something and it's worked and, uh, and another one tried it and it didn't or, you know, whatever. And and so we really have tried to have more focus. And, and USDA said, well, you guys ought to look at putting together a center of excellence uh, that would kind of focus a lot of the bison research. Well, it was about three years ago, we had a meeting up in Brookings at South Dakota State with a number of their ag researchers, and there was so much interest in pursuing uh, research on bison and helping us not only with the herd, uh, the health herd issues, herd health issues and, uh, and the like, but also marketing, building the markets and, and the nutritional qualities of bison. So we started working with them, and, and uh, we're really pleased that just about two weeks ago, we officially launched the Center of Excellence through a coordinated uh, effort that will include the National Bison Association, the National Buffalo Foundation, uh, South Dakota State University, the land-grant tribal colleges, and the Intertribal Buffalo Council. And, you know, we're, we are so excited about the the new focus and the ability for our folks to have more research and more information that will help us with every aspect of this business. Okay, Dave, when you talk about land-grant universities, I uh, got my degree from North Dakota State University, who, of course, have a mascot as a bison, and one of the folks that I uh, attended classes with was uh, from the Hedinger, North Dakota area, uh, area, and his father, uh, his family, uh, they were raising bison at the time. Now, Dave, I got to ask you just a fun question. Have you ever been in a vehicle when you've been on the bad side of a bison that's in a bad mood? Well, let's put it this way. My truck has some certain badges of honor. Um, yes, because, you know, we, we like to take people out to the ranch. My wife and I are partners with two other uh, ranchers on a herd of bison that's out east of Denver. And, you know, we love to take people out and and put them in the back of the truck and and go out in in the herd. And, um, you know, sometimes those animals come up to the truck and uh, uh, it seems like a really nice scratching post for them. So I've learned to pull in the mirrors and uh, maybe not take my newest truck out into the pasture. Yeah, maybe just a love tap now and again. Um, when <laughs> when we were dating, uh, like uh, Sabrina said, we were out uh, around the Black Hills area and going through the National Park, and we were surrounded by a herd. And uh, that was a new experience for Sabrina and uh, the smell. It's an interesting smell. <laughs> yeah, no, it, you know, I just... There's there's something special about going out there and and uh, having them come up and surround the vehicle and you know it gives me a chance when I'm out there with people to give the story about the important role that that uh, bison are playing in in restoring healthy soils and and healthy grasslands and that's a message that you know we're taking out right now very heavily um, because there there seems to be so much criticism of of livestock and the environment and. And when you think about this ecosystem that we're in, in in North America, this is an ecosystem that evolved through thousands and thousands of years of, of grazing animals being out there with bison being the, the keystone species. And 
so having you know not just not just bison but cattle and other livestock species having them out there on those grasslands in in the in the proper manner really helps those grasslands capture carbon and return it to the soil and it helps build healthy soils and that's a powerful story that we have to to tell the public that we haven't gotten out quite enough so we are actually launching a program that we're calling a partner in bison restoration and we're hooking up with some companies to put a, a little label on their product if they're including bison in their products or supporting our industry people can go on there and click on the, the website and it really tells the story of how bison are the greatest market-based restoration success story in, in North America we came from 700 animals uh, being alive in about 1885 to the fact that we're about 400,000 and ranchers and tribal producers and, and um, you know public land managers have played a role but the people that are going to drive the continued growth of, the, of our business are those customers out there that order the bison burgers and, and uh, feed their animals uh, bison pet food yeah so we want to engage those folks as our partners in continued restoration of, of healthy herds and healthy soils Absolutely. And when you talk about tribes and bison being a keystone animal, we're talking about a story that goes back uh, thousands of years for North America. And some folks may not realize that, if I'm not wrong, the bison is the largest mammal in North America. It is. It's the largest uh, land mammal in, in North America. And, uh, you know, that interrelationship is is so important. And I was just... I was on a, a webinar yesterday with some of the natural foods folks, and you know, one of the folks said, well, gosh, if you're trying to restore bison, why are we eating them? And I said, the only way we're going to continue to restore bison is if you're eating them, because you know, those ranchers, for them to be ecologically sustainable, they've got to be economically sustainable. And that's where continuing to build the marketplace for bison is, helps everyone. helps our personal health, the health of our communities, and the health of our soil. Yep, absolutely. And by golly, it's tasty too. So, yeah. It's tasty. You know, that's, as one of our folks likes to say, uh, delicious. uh, Healthy never tasted so delicious. Yes. Well, Dave, I want to thank you again for taking some time to chat with us today. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Can you think of anything else that you'd like for our listeners to know? No, I just know that uh, if they have questions, uh, we have a lot of interest in our business these days. A lot of people taking a look at getting into the bison business. And if you're interested in getting involved in the bison business, or if you just want some good recipes, our website, which is bisoncentral.com is the place to go. It's just bisoncentraloneword.com. All right. Thank you, Dave. Dave, Thank you. Thank you, and Rusty. Enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And uh, you be careful out there. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. This has been Ag on Tap. Thanks for listening.